we don't have any Rollins or anything because we don't have any staff. So roll it in, dude. <laughs> um, I don't think we talked about the arms breaking, did we? Uh, I don't know. We might have touched on it a little bit, but I mean, I don't really have anything to say other than I noticed it on my own. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, 3SB.co. This is your one good question episode. Every single Friday, we take questions from you, the the familia, from Discord. So if you go to 50percentfacts.com, you can join our Discord. It's a private community with just uh, good company, Third Street Barbell, 50% Facts uh, family. And um, if you haven't been to Discord, it's basically, think of it as like a big... Um, private group chat or a private forum if you ever went on forums back in the day and it's just our communities so on the left there'll be a group chat and that's the main page everyone's talking mess and we're just having a good time uh there's like a lifting one you can show your lifts or ask for critique i'm in there helping coach or or props or post a pr and then we have one good question and you can go in there and ask us absolutely anything you want fitness business life philosophy nutrition doesn't really matter if we choose your question we'll answer it on a friday episode and you will win a gift from 3sp.co and good company and that's what we're digging into today but first marcus was just in here our boy filipino filipino thunder and literally probably a year ago i started noticing everyone's forearms breaking in a squat yeah i think we did talk about it i don't know because you and i do talk a lot because we talked off air how we saw that often in a bench shirt not often yeah no you'd see it in a bench shirt yeah not yeah sadly not even that often i honestly think at this point i've seen more squat arm breaks then bench, then bench shirt breaks yeah, in a forearm. I think that's probably true. Uh, and obviously, the internet allows me to see more lifts now, right? Than you would then. And then the other thing, and you know, we don't. Uh, what's the opposite of fat shame? Skinny shame, <laughs> size shame. Yeah, I don't size shame, but these are a lot of little people. It's happening to. Yeah, like you know, it looks like, and obviously it's Instagram, so it's hard to tell. But it looks like a hundred and fifty pound, one hundred and eighty pound folks are getting so wedged into a squat, I guess, without distributing the barbell on their back. If I had to give you a percentage here, folks, tip of the day, of the weight distribution in a squat where the bar is actually given, it's probably, it, it should be like 99% on your back. <laughs> right. And like yeah. 1% in your hands. Like there is tension in my hands when I squat, especially low bar. There's some tension going on, but I wouldn't say I'm ever supporting the load with my hands it's a little bit like uh handing off a bench press yeah maybe even less maybe even less yeah maybe even less where the 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 handoff person yeah is really guiding they're not really pulling that hard they're just at the point at the point of the the kind of worst mechanical advantage when you're pulling it out of the rack uh, is when you get the assistance. And after that, it's almost nothing. Or the fly that broke the camel's back type deal is what I think about when I do a lift off and very much when I'm yeah squatting. Uh, and high bar, I literally have no load in my hands on a high bar. Yeah. And that's because I have these mountain appellations of traps. But no, but because obviously the flexibility of my shoulder is much easier when the bar is higher yeah, yeah. compared with the bar's lower if I'm really wedging in there. Um, the other one we were talking about is like the cue of elbows forward. Um, I understand for some people because some people are trying to make a shelf with their arm. Yeah. And so the elbow's flying up almost, you know, above 45 degrees from their back mm-hmm. in a low bar, and that's not good. But the cue to throw your elbows forward just to maybe get some momentum of your chest up in a squat, I've never been a big fan of either because, one, your chest is prob- more likely to lead the way than your elbows are in anything we do, or even your head, that cue I'm better with. Um, maybe not looking straight up in the sky, but on a horizontal and kind of pushing your neck back like someone's face palming you. That kind of cue, I say lead with your traps. I say push into the barbell, those type of cues to, to kind of um, 
have your knees, hips, and back kind of move it together. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of the big thing with the low bar squat and a conventional pull. Um, the other one is they say it's going to flex your lats, which just literally isn't correct either. If anything, I'd want to pinch my elbows into my body if I'm trying to flex my lats, and even that I'm not a huge fan of. I think once you set yourself on an unrack, and this goes for all three lifts, especially bench and squat, once I set myself and the load is out on a handoff or mm-hmm. out on a walkout, I want my everything where the bar from my hip to my shoulders in both these lifts to be as rigid and unmovable. I don't want to... Yes, I'm I'm isometrically flexing in a sense, but I'm not moving any part. So don't move your fucking elbows. And then lastly, if you can't get the bar on your low back position without, again, more than 1%, greater than 1% load in your hands, it's time we need to like, do chin-ups every day until you explode. Like let's build a back or let's do high bar squats or let's yeah. figure it out. I don't want to see any more forearm breaks in a squat. It's ridiculous. And that's going to be the second point that I'm running for president. First one is no filters. No filters. On any social media, it's absolutely unallowed. It's, uh-huh. not, it's not allowed anymore. And then two, there will be no broken forearms in a lower body how stupid is this no lo- broken forearms in a lower body exercise <laughs> now, i have a theory and i don't know that that how true this this might be but like powerlifting has much more younger lifters than it used to yeah no and, i, I and would say it's mu- drastically right like m- much more uh younger lifters lifting heavy than ever some freaks yeah and and muscularly less developed yeah right where like the old power lifters like a construction guy mm. an ex-football player at least a meathead that did curls and then decided to do strength where now people are just finding powerlifting and hopping in so my question is this like your bones ossify at a certain point in your life yeah. and i mean they, they really become they go from being soft to being to, to being hard and as we all do yes yeah i mean like what one of the most common breaks for for little kids is like a, a green stick break where yeah. it doesn't break all the way through because the bone bends so yeah. much and i just wonder if if the these are you know sort of newly brittle or they're still bend i don't know but so, there's they, they just don't have the bone density that they will when they're older so my theory was that as well i don't i don't know if they're that young because i don't know the stats but yeah, i think I that's either. more like eight to twelve um and puberty has a little bit to do with it. My yeah. theory is similar to the bone density where some of these people didn't have bro days. And as we oh, know, yeah, resistance yeah. training right. does dense is the only thing past age like 10 that can actually make your bones more dense. And so if you're not doing like stupid shit like pec flies and fucking whatever for a couple years, you know, even curls, anything, anything, anything you want to do, um, and you just go straight from no you know no resistance training to squatting 315 right. even on a small frame rather than hitting some lunges and resistance training a bone density fact might might 100% be it and 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 the other factor that we joke about but it is true powerlifting is the sport for like everyone else right it's the kind of the sport for non athletes yeah. and so if you maybe just the percent of people powerlifting who do not don't have an athletic background going into they're it they're just genetically not made to do this <laughs> right maybe, right like yeah. I, I mean you and I know we're not genetic made to go to the NFL. No. That's apparent because NFL is so popular and we know we don't look, feel, move like those guys. But powerlifting, the beauty of it, but the curse is that it is for everyone, yeah. but not everyone's bones are maybe made to load up 
to extreme amounts at the age that they're trying to do it or or even or, in general ever, like yeah. like I think I think everyone should powerlift don't get me wrong here I'm not saying that but I'm just saying and like it, and it will imp- improve your 100% that 1 billion percent yeah. normally more with reps and hypertrophy type work rather than singles all the time but yes but, one and I'm all for it don't get me wrong but I'm just thinking philosophically why this is happening it's like saying you know it's like you eliminate all the sprinters from the world and then me and you have to go to the olympics and sprint one of us is going to rip a hammy right we're like like yeah you can rip a hammy at the high level but those guys are high level high performance engines Mm -hmm. we're honda civics trying to do a nascar race yeah i might be a yugo yeah you know yeah yeah we're fucking winnebago's (laughs) on the f formula one race and so maybe some of that i'm just making up reasons why this may be happening rather than trust me i'm not trying to push anyone away from lifting weights Last yeah, thing I want to do. I, I just, yeah, I just think that the extreme angle has something to do with it. Yeah. I, I've only seen actually one of these videos, but I saw it just like yesterday, or the day yeah. before. I tried and it not just to happened watch them. so fast. Yeah, just like boom. It, it, yeah, they're straight snaps. Yeah, they're just snaps. It's yeah. like poof, poof. yeah. The crazy thing uh, that I, I like talking about having kids teaches you lessons about science and all sorts of other things. When, when my older son, Jake broke his arm, he broke both the the radius and ulna like you would do if you, if you had a snap like that. Yeah. And, uh, he ended up, you know, in the ER because his arm was like shaped like an S because both things were broken near, like near the wrist. Yeah. They're pretty close to the wrist. The kind of where, where these people are breaking their shit. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, uh, upper quarter. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, uh, old um orthopedic surgeon dude on call is like yeah i think we can because normally you would say oh there'd be surgery or something like that he's like he's seven it's like no 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 we can fix this and so like sedates him in a way that he doesn't remember the pain of of them setting his arm and all they have to do is like pull it to the point that the tips of the bones catch yeah and they're gonna fucking uh, graft like yeah, a, like a they, baby pine tree yeah, they remodel yeah. like your bone remodels yeah. like a lizard I never understood that before i mean that's the general then. theory behind a cast right and then obviously it's just probably easier it's just, you're not you're not re-breaking yeah it and, and obviously a straight split in both bones is much more extreme than yeah. like a yeah you know, a little hairline fracture the, or something yeah, crazy thing too is that he didn't. He never put him in a hard cast. Oh, interesting. Yeah, just being a kid, I guess. Well, that was part of it, and part of it was like they don't use hard casts the same way that they used to for the uh, length that they I used to because it. the um, the disuse from from it, you know. Yeah, yeah. No blood flow. Uh, and yeah, then the rehab's just, probably longer. Yeah, motor, yeah, yeah, and especially being young, like motor recruitment and units. I don't want to jinx shit. Although I don't really believe in jinx. I think I'm like part Wolverine. Marvel Wolverine, not Animal Wolverine. Okay. Like, I've never, I never fucked up. You've never broken a bone? I think I broke my schnoz. That's my excuse. <laughs> but, like. I think my nose was broken. It wasn't, I wasn't born like this. My, my nose got broken. My dad was a little bit of, like, rub dirt in it guy, which I do like in hindsight. Um, but never to the extreme, right? Like, if I fucking am a kid with 104 degree fever, he's taking me to the doctor. But, like, if I'm fucking little things. Like, so yeah. I'm playing a, a uh, I think I was probably a freshman or sophomore playing a uh, summer league varsity game and, and just this oaf of a ba- like f- probably a football player but on the basketball team there's a, there's a deep pass and I'm turning to catch it and the defender instead of turning to also try to intercept or guard mm-hmm. me just runs head down at me Oh, so I'm kind of backpedaling and he's running full force forward and head down and just splits my schnoz and so I run to the bathroom and I'm cut on the top so it's bleeding there. Mm-hmm. Both nostrils are bleeding. Mm-hmm. And then, again, like I was a little bit 
I'm so different now looking back on it. Like I'm gauging my earrings like we talked about the last one. <laughs> I've been crying for like 12 hours. I'm like, fuck, my ears hurt. <laughs> but young Mike was a savage. So bleeding from three orifices of my schnoz, <laughs> don't even have like, you know, the typical plays of tampon or something. Yeah. Up. Don't even have that. We're in a, a it's 100 degrees uh, in summer in California. And since the schools, it's at a public school, yeah. summer league, um, the schools aren't functioning. So so the doors and stuff are just open. It's 120 degrees in this gymnasium. Mm-hmm. We just have the, you know, the paper towels that are like literally sandpaper. Roll those oh, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shove them in my schnoz. And I go back in the game in a summer league game that is the most meaningless. There's no <laughs> no winner. I don't even know if we're keeping score. <laughs> Doesn't matter. You could have sat this one out. Could, could have literally not shown up. Doesn't yeah, matter. Made no difference at all. No difference. Play the rest of the game. Then we have like a family dinner somewhere, which we didn't often do, but we go to like some other family's house and my nose won't stop bleeding. So my nose bled from uh, mostly the sh- the the nostrils. The top was a cut, so that mm-hmm. slowly stopped. But it bled for like 12 hours. Oh my God. And so then, this is even funnier. This just shows you a little bit of my crazy life. Mike Sean, uh, dad, is an orthodontist. Right. And he's wacky and out of his mind. Shout out to Dr. K, one of the, my favorite guys. And he's talking to my dad, and he's like, well, I got an x-ray machine. And we're like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> so we go to orthodontist place to x-rays my schnoz. <laughs> and then... I mean, this guy's a doctor and shit, but he's out of his mind. He's my dad's good friend. He's my best friend's dad. And uh, he's like, "Eh, I don't know. It looks okay. (laughs) He's like, okay. And so then, I mean, even if it was broken, it's kind of like fingers and stuff. Like, don't hit it again. But what are you going to do? It's not like it was twisted sideways. It's just a little crooked. But it might have, you know, I'm... 14, 15 at the time. It might have already been crazy. I don't know. But it it was a bad headbutt. But besides that, basketball, powerlifting... I've never like been. I don't think I've ever been like quote unquote injured. I've definitely been hurt. Uh-huh. Um, but I've also to give myself credit, sons of bitches, tap myself on the back. I've always been prepared. I started lifting weights in eighth grade for sport. Yeah. I've always had a strength and conditioning coach. I've always been in shape. I've never. I've always been smart. You know, if I if I haven't deadlifted a lot, I'm not just going to go max out for no reason. Mm. I would love to go play basketball at the park down the street, but I'm a little heavy right now. I'm not just going to hop into that. So I've been doing sprints on the on the sled, trying mm. to get back in shape to go do that. I'm also not an idiot, and I've also always prepared myself. So I don't know what that teaches you kids, but I I have only bro- I broke two bones in this wrist when as I was a, a little kid. Yeah, yeah fist fell on it. I funny feel and... every kid falls out of a tree and breaks something. All yeah. my friends. Yeah, oh, that was that's the least of it, right? And the most of it that I, yeah. that I, the least of what most people have, and the most for me was just that that thing. And then I, a couple of years ago, when I fell with that ladder and yeah, landed on my up. shins, I think I micro fractured the my shins, the the tibias, but that's it because yeah. like, they sucked up all the blood that from the bruising, mm-hmm. and it went away. I feel really lucky though because a friend of my wife's they had gotten a puppy, and they hadn't gotten a gate for the the you know like a like a baby gate you keep the puppy on in the in yeah. one room not running the whole house and they used a piece of plywood and she didn't realize it was there and she tripped on oh. it and went over knocked her knocked three teeth out when she hit the floor oh. yeah your head like you can fuck your shit up so yeah bad. and then she gouged into her into her uh shins so much that uh it didn't want it like heal oh. And that didn't happen to me. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And I, yeah, I, off a ladder, really bad things I mean, part, part of it, I think, is a genetic thing. And part of it, I think, is just from having kept squatted heavy and stuff. The bone yeah, density you got is something a little heavier, you know? Yeah, no, lifting weights. Uh, same thing. I've been in a, one or two really bad car crashes. But one, I got T-boned like a motherfucker. Airbags everywhere. Mm-hmm. And, and I just know, like, having some shoulders 
made my neck hurt not as bad. Yeah. You know, like, there's just like no negative. Yeah. No negative at all. I don't know where we're heading with any of this story. The question of the day is a quickie. <laughs> I think that's why. The yeah, question of the day is a quickie. It's so commonly asked, but I think it's uh, really good information. And everyone has a slightly different take on it. Um, but mostly it's when and how to use lifting equipment, uh, a belt, a knee sleeve. And for those you know more veteran lifters, maybe this is just a revamp for you to talk about with your clients or people you train with and for the new folks out there. Um, this is my take. My take is that nothing is necessary by any means. Uh, you don't need a belt. You don't need a knee sleeves or anything of that nature. I think we even touched on a podcast recently that I, I go a long time without using them. Although there's a lot of evidence, um, science-based evidence, that a belt can not only allow you to flex your midsection better, which will keep you safer, um, but also build more muscle in your core by using a belt because you have something to push against. Which then also allows you to lift more weight, which then would build more muscle and strength in your legs and whatever muscles you're trying to build, deadlift, your back, etc. So there's no real downside, um, although I have seen it on TikTok, again, because these things are you know, cyclical. Everyone on TikTok's like, oh, I don't want to rely on nothing. I'm like, well, what are we relying? Like, are you you rely on the there being weights at the gym to use? Right. Rely, you rely on the on the ground not right. collapsing under your feet. I mean, the barbell is such a common tool, but what we don't think about is that is a manu man manufactured tool to be easy to lift heavy things. Yeah, I mean, if you don't want to rely on anything, <laughs> you need to run out in the yard and pick up rocks. Yeah, which is like all fine and dandy if that's your primal shit. This isn't a primal podcast. Yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you're if you preparing to fight a grizzly bear, you probably shouldn't be worried about your deadlift skills anyways, right? We have other factors going involved. Oh my God, there was a, this reminds me, there was a, a, a video on Instagram of somebody that I follow and uh, he was out on a walk and like a bear uh, he spotted a bear, yeah, and so he like videoed it, and then he knew how to shoo it away. Yeah, what is it? Black, get big or something? Yeah, brown, run away or you know, there's yeah. some kind of wild wilderness saying. Yeah, I don't know what it is, and this is not obviously not a survivalist podcast <laughs> yes, either. Don't take this. That's like ten percent fact. Don't listen to us. Uh, any, anyway, though, showed the video to you know wildlife experts, and it's like, oh no, that bear was looking to attack you, like oh, for sure. Yeah, that, that bear is was the vibe. Yeah, he came comes back to to his Instagram. There is something. Like, yeah, I screwed up. I mean, I did it. I did all the right things, but I didn't think I was in that much danger, and I'm wrong. I'm, yeah. Yeah, the, the rattlesnakes are scary shit. It's the scariest the animal to me. Snakes. Yeah, all that. But the benefit is, you know, when that rattle's going, it's about to fuck you up. Yeah. Right? The bear ain't got a rattler. No, you, no. May, Maybe he wants to cuddle. Maybe no. he wants to eat you. Yeah, you know, he actually broke down in the video, like, there's a way that the, the head moves. Sure. The eyes and the way the the its forepaws, yeah. like, are, are pointing your direction. Like, Bears oh. are obviously, like, I don't know if the exotic's the right term, but it's something you don't see often and deal yeah. with a lot, but how many uh, people don't know anything about animals is crazy. Because, like, dogs. Dogs wag their tail when they kill things. <laughs> Right, yeah. So people think like, oh, it makes him happy. Right. Well, it's just like their job. Like, yeah, yeah it doesn't mean he's mean. Doesn't mean he's bad. It's he's just. just he's but thrilled. Pe people will say something like, oh, he's wagging his tail. He wants to meet me. I'm like, no, he could be wagging his tail. I want to kill you. Yeah. You don't know. Yeah. There's other features you can tell in facial features and growling, etc., yeah. etc. If they come to you rather than you go to them, or they Be hold their growling teeth. Ears yeah. Or back, how how their feet stuff. are kind of standing. Yeah. There's many a thing you can do. Uh, let them come to you, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, I'm a big dog guy. That's something we don't talk a lot about here. I know you like dogs. Uh, like, yeah. I'm fucking nerdy. Like, I can... Kyle even got impressed one time, like, how good I am with breeds. Yeah. You can show me, like, a fucking mutt fuck, and I can name probably the likely three breeds it is, and some breeds you never heard of. Yeah. I don't know why. I love dogs. But 
Um, again, not a survivalist podcast. Back to the belts. Uh, yeah, there's this little study that a lot of people quote from yeah. a few years ago. It's like 15 people, and the the thesis was that wearing a belt increases power. Yeah, and if in the 15 people that they they did, there was just literally no effect on power at all for 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 wearing a belt. Oh, really? Yeah, I haven't read that because I do know that intradominal pressure uh, is a bigger study, and that's for sure a fact. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know about power per se, um, because I don't know how they measured it. I'd have to read the study because power, um, power is something you would train just like a skill, right? So if they're uncoordinated in a squad or something like that, how trained the individual is. Mm-hmm. What I do know is that because of the intra-abdominal pressure and being able to flex your abs better and the rigidity in your core that over time with a trained athlete um it doesn't actually make you more powerful but it'll allow you to transfer the strength from your legs to the barbell more so i don't know if i would say a belt makes you more powerful and that's probably what the study's trying to disprove because mm-hmm. people would say that but it will allow you to lift more weight over time because of the rigidity and the transfer of of strength yeah this they, they which is, is maybe semantics but that's how science goes yeah this was literally like one set with belt one yeah. set without a belt yeah. so yeah. like so who knows it's toward i mean as weights get heavier as as the session goes on yeah putting a belt on feels like a very natural thing to do right well and as, as you lift more you, you can transfer strength better and you can get more rigid that's why like everyone screams get tight but that's a practice and a lesson so you throw a belt on a beginner they're not gonna be able to add 10 percent to their squat but you throw it on a thousand pound squatter it they will be able to lift more weight yeah yeah for sure and and you know, knee sleeves. Not that many people using knee wraps. Not as many people using yeah, knee wraps more, now. Mostly just competitors. I think that um, I was trying to explain this to Seabass the other day. The issue is often if you if you're trying to wrap your knees because you have a knee thing, you got to be careful of how you wrap them because you can just yeah. make it worse. Yeah, it's make much it, different. Make it feel worse. Wearing a, um, a most knee sleeves don't really make that much um, uh, a difference in terms of your pain. I wish. Uh and I don't mind the USPA having both. I think it's cool that they they were one of the first federations to have all of them, right? They had the raw, they had the knee sleeve, they yeah. had the knee wrap, and I think that's cool. But I do think, and we were talking about doing this as a whole topic about all the different federations and whether it's good or bad now that the IPF split, uh, just to top this one off. I do think it would be much clearer and easier for powerlifting if knee wraps were only in a mono. Knee sleeves were only walk out, mm. and then drug tested, non drug tested. You know what I mean? Because now there, there's still a mix of them all. Yeah. Because so I, I understand the want and need to lift the most amount of weight possible, which would be knee wrap in a mono, right? Like the world records are always broken in that, and that's still you know quote unquote raw or whatever you want classic. Who gives a shit? Um, but I think that would be cool, and that would be an easier line to explain to people. Because right now you have to explain it by federation because some federations do both. And then mm. some federations do a walkout, but it depends on the meat and what equipment they have. It's just all complicated. Long story short, we're going to end it up. Wear a belt if uh, it's not a financial burden yep. um, because it is a good investment. I would buy a real belt. That's something probably I didn't do because I was silent mic at the time and not asking Jim uh, for advice. <laughs> but I bought like a piece of shitter for 50 bucks. Lasted me a year. Might as well spend the good money. Yeah. You know, shout out to, to the boys over at Pioneer, SPD, Inzer, all really quality products. They're going to cost you a couple hundred dollars, but it literally will last you a lifetime. So um, if it's not a financial burden on you by any means, I would I would suggest knee sleeves and belt. I would suggest a good pair. Again, similar companies for all of them. They're going to last you literally at least a decade if you semi take care of them they're very durable products um and there's no harm there's no negative to use them again right. unless you're trying to fight lions or whatever but even for sport 
team sport athletes. We're not talking about transferring. We're not, we're, when we're in the gym, we're here to get strong and we're here to get fit. When we're on a football field, we're here to get good at football and play football. So just cause you know, cause I've heard similar things in strength coaches and sports. Well, we don't get to wear a, a football on the line or a mm-hmm. belt on the line. Like, yeah, bitch. Like there's not a barbell on the field either. Like, right. None of this has anything to do with it. So, um, wear it. Um, for a very beginner that's never worn a belt, wear it loose and really work on maybe even a whole hand or more than a hand loose, much different than wearing, uh, you know, a belt for your jeans and really push your stomach into it. Start with it around your belly button, but adjust from there. Different leverages, different lifts, different sized humans will wear it higher or lower depending on the lift. Um, but otherwise I think that's all we got. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, 3SB.co, check it out for all your apparel. We got uh, miscellaneous things in stock, some shorts, some hoodies, um, some really cool tees, more on the works, more on the way. Excited to share with you guys. Uh, I'm Silent Mike, everyone want to find me. Follow us on Instagram, Third Street Barbell, and we'll catch you next week. I am at the Jim McD on all the social medias. This show, 50% facts, where percent is a word, and 50 is just numbers. 50% facts is a Spreaker Prime podcast from iHeartMedia, and uh, we are part of the OCN, the Obscure Celebrity Network, and we'll talk to you next Wednesday with uh, Tyson, by the way, Tyson, the 2008, 2009, whenever it was, uh, Mike Tyson documentary. Yeah, if you want to get involved, you can watch the documentary now. Tyson 2008 and then listen to it or I don't know how you guys like to do it maybe go to discord and tell me or you could listen to the podcast and then watch it there you go I don't know which way is better all right later